This is Family Office Intel at Denton, the place where we discuss developments currently shaping the industry and actionable ideas for advisors, executives, and families. We share uncommon knowledge from insiders for the modern family office. I'm Edward Marshall, Global Head of Family Office here at the firm. Following is a conversation with Ron Diamond. Ron is a longtime investor and entrepreneur. He's the founder and chairman of Diamond Wealth, where he represents over 100 family offices ranging in size from $250 million to $30 billion. He's the director of Stanford University's Global Family Office Initiative and serves as the chairman of the advisory board at Stanford University for the Disruptive Technology and Digital Cities Program. Early in his career, Ron founded a hedge fund called Pinnacle Capital and later sold the fund to an international investment firm. Previously, Ron served as a senior managing director at Bear Stearns and started out his career as an analyst at Drexel Burnham Lambert. Ron is a Northwestern University grad, and he received his undergraduate degree there in economics. Today's discussion will cover Ron's work with Stanford University. Let's get started. Ron, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, Eddie. Sure. So let's uh, let's start with some uh, questions around your start in the family office world. How did you get started working in this this sector? Very serendipitous. So I started my career at Drexel Burnham, and when Drexel imploded, I um, started a hedge fund. And in my hedge fund, um, we had a lot of wealthy investors. They did not call them. I started the fund in 1990. They didn't call them family offices then. They called them rich people. And these rich people are now called family offices. So how I got it is I ran the fund for 10 years. I sold the company and then I just started making investments. And my thought process was if I could put in a, you know, a, a dollar, a certain dollar amount into a deal, you know, I might be the 30 or 40th call, but I figured if I can get the family offices or they were they're now called family offices to invest along beside me. And rather than in me putting in one or 2 million and then putting in 98 million and we could put a hundred million dollars into a deal, maybe I'd be the first or second call rather than the 30th. And that's basically what, what happened. Um, you don't charge them anything. I do it. Uh, I'm not doing it for altruistic purposes. I do it because of that I'm able to get really extraordinary deal flow and execution. So that's basically what I started doing. And then I started going to these conferences um, and there's a lot of wonderful conferences and um, probably around 2008 is really when the family offices really, really started to explode um, the number, the size, the, the, the dollar amount. And what I found was when I was at these family offices, at these family office conferences, um, you know, I suddenly became the expert in family offices because I had a background in investing. Um, I was investing in all these deals. So they asked me to speak at a lot of these conferences. One thing led to another, and then I got involved with Stanford. So it was serendipitous how I got involved in it, but it's just an incredible industry because as you know, it's extraordinarily fragmented. It's very siloed and it's very inefficient in general. And what we're looking to do at Stanford is basically a way to help to professionalize and institutionalize the family office market. What do you attribute to those inefficiencies? Is it just because they they were operating in a different world and and, and this is the world that they're in now? Or are there any other elements uh, around uh, your your thoughts of, of the family office space? Yeah, well, I mean, think about it logically. So the family offices 
where do they make their money? I mean, yes, some of them, like Sam Zell, made their money in, in, in real estate and investing, et cetera. That's not a far, far leap to run a family office. And wealth is created so quickly now, especially with technology, that you could auto- automatically become a billion-dollar company literally almost overnight. So what's happened is you've got huge amounts of capital in, in general, hands of people who didn't make their money by investing. They made it in other areas. And that, as a result of that, is why I think you've got a very inefficient, fragmented, and siloed uh, world. Very interesting comments on the velocity of wealth creation. I think that's that's something that we've certainly seen a lot of. It sounds like it's it's maybe one of the causes of the disruption that you're seeing there. Let's talk about Stanford. This is a really interesting project. There are a lot of universities and that have taken a stab at family business programs. A smaller subset have looked at family offices as a as a particular demographic to work with and build programming around and sometimes even entire coursework around. Talk to us about the Stanford project and, and how is it different than all of the groups that are out there? Well, it, in my opinion, it'll be the gold standard. And it's, we, I've, I, I teach courses there and I'll be teaching a curriculum on family offices at Stanford. And I serve on the board of the Disruptive Technology Center. It, it basically is what I, how I envision family offices really want to meet. So we represent about 100 families. So these are families between $250 million up to $30 billion. And I spoke to all of them and I said, look, I, I have my ideas, my thoughts, but what in your opinion, like what's good about these conferences that you go to? What's bad about them? What is an ideal? How do you network? One of the things I found interesting is, that people, the family offices, one of the main things is they really want to be around other family offices. So they're not going to the conferences to hear me speak or to hear other speakers per se, um, but they are going because they want to be around other family offices. And so the networking is really, really critical. And um, that's really why a lot of families go to these family offices. The problem is at these family office conferences, um, many of the people who are speaking are not necessarily family offices. They may be trying to sell a hedge fund. They may be trying to sell a private equity fund. And there's an inherent conflict of interest with the people who are speaking versus the, the what the people who are listening because they're not trying to be sold on a product. They're trying to be educated. So what we're going to be doing at Stanford, and this is what I talked to with you know, and these are hundred of the largest family offices in the, in the country is keep this pure. It will be, here's how it's going to be different. One, it will be 100% pure single family offices. There will be no service providers, none in the program. That's number one. Number two, the content will be family offices speaking to other family offices. Three, we're not going to be having family offices speaking and they want to sell product. We're going to have family offices speaking to educate. We're going to have a, for the first conference at Stanford, it'll be a virtual family office conference. Uh, and it'll be June 24th and June 25th invitation only. And um, we're hoping to have one in maybe October um, for, and do it in person. So that's really what the goal is. And I believe just listening to all of the people who run these big, large family offices 
what they're looking for, what they want, what topics are interesting. That's what we're doing. So it didn't come from me creating this. It came from the family offices telling me what they wanted, what they looked for, what would be ideal for them. And that's what we're creating. And truthfully, there is nothing in the market like it right now. And as long as we can keep it 100% pure, which we will, um, we can create a gold standard. And again, the hope, the hope, if I execute properly, is to institutionalize and professionalize family offices and also provide a great way to network for these family offices. Well, thanks, Ron. Uh, really appreciate uh, your, your commentary today. And thanks to all of you for listening in. If you'd like to get in touch with, uh, with Ron or you have any questions, do send us an email to familyoffice at dentons.com. If you enjoyed today's conversation, so inclined, subscribe to the channel, review us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or keep in touch with us wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. And as always, sharing this episode is very much appreciated and probably the best way that you can show your support. To sign up for our newsletters and learn more about our solutions and research in the family office space, do check out our website. That is dentons.com forward slash family office. That's it. Bye, everyone. Thank you.